I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha Podcast. Semi-finals week 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man. Ah, fuck. Who I wish was back in hospital. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Hey, 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 Mikey boy. How are we? <laughs> Woo! What a weekend of finals. Two of the, can I just say, two of the sweetest words in the AFL. Straight sets. They just, you know what, when I, as I lay in my hospital bed, Michael, I don't have family to leave for. I, you know, I was sitting there and they said, you may never walk again. And I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to get out of this hospital. And there is one thing that drove me. <laughs> and that was to witness a Hawthorne straight set exit, a waste of a double chance. Yep. Straight out of the finals. There's no Hawthorne. It's two years in a row. We're not going to have a Hawthorne premiership. It is such a good time to be alive. Are you feeling okay? Is the pain back? I hope the pain's back. Are you in, <laughs> are you in pain? I hope you're in pain. No pain. Absolutely no pain. I probably am, but just the euphoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the my, adrenaline. My, yeah, my, yeah just, I, I'm still on a high from Friday night. It's Woo! amazing what a Hawthorne losing can do for a uh, abscess on the spinal cord. It really is. It just has uh, lifted my spirits and many people out there and a lot of people on our uh, Twitter feed, they're on to the fact that I... I fucking hate your team. <laughs> and they really, they, they got on board with me. There have been some happy people, some happy tweets coming our way. So thank you to everyone who, and from afar, like even as far as Seattle, someone sitting in front of the telly with a uh, picture of the I'm doing very well uh, stubby holder just saying, great to see the Hawks going down <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. So thank you to everyone who got on board. It is great to see. That's How are you feeling, buddy? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Look, mate, rebuilding. Top four, rebuilding. Yeah. Got in the top four, rebuilding, rebuilding. How are the other rebuilds going, Adam? There are many other rebuilds going on in the league currently. You know, St Kilda, Frio, Carlton. Mm, mm. We're on a journey. So our journey, uh, our journey ends. <laughs> the the just, green uh, sprouts? Yes, we have, we have green shoots, mate. Okay, we have sprouts. Can I, wait, you watched it at the pub, is that right? You went to a Hawthorne-specific pub in Sydney? I went to, a, in Alexandria, the Camilla Grove, I think it's called, and um, it's where the Hawthorne supporters group goes and hangs out and watches it. You can kind of watch it on kind of a mini big screen. And, um, and what, are you, what are you guys like as a, as a group in a different state? Are you, you still a pack of cunts up there? Like, does, it, does that translate in well, other states? Well, I must say there was a handful of Melbourne supporters. And when they got up to sing the song, there was a bloke up the back who went, sit down, you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I got interrogated. I went in there uh, to meet a mate. And, um, uh, and I, I, there was a lady sitting there and I turned around and said, oh, I forgot my scarf. And then they immediately kind of grilled me, going, are you a fan? Are you a fan of the Hawks? I'm like, whoa, whoa, back off, okay? Yeah. 
I mean, I wore, I wore a Cyril Rioli jumper to a wedding, people. <laughs> I am as big a loser as you could get. Did you bump into anyone else from Xavier while you were up there? Hey, I'll tell you what happened, though. I'll tell mm. you what happened. My mate went off to get a drink at the bar. Um, he's doing very well. Grange. And, and he came back. He came back mm. and the anthem was playing. Now, a whole bunch of people in the room stood up for the anthem. Now, given, uh-huh. that, given the adventures of that um, nine-year-old girl... Mm. Um, we all felt a bit obliged to stand for the anthem, which I would have never done and would never do just in a pub in a regular setting. But everyone's kind of – and my mate came back with the drinks. He was kind of gave me an eye, kind of going like, bit weird. And I'm like, yeah, it's a bit weird, but, you know, <laughs> let's let's do what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not get bashed. <laughs> let's not have Paul and Hanson come out against us. But, yeah. yeah, that was one thing. So first time ever, stood up in a pub for the anthem. Um how far, okay, so at, at the grand final, you would stand for the national anthem, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, a, on Anzac Day, how far into the minute silence do you yell out, Come on, boys! Yeah, sure. No, I shout out, three cheers for Ron Clark, and I go, hip, yeah, hip, hooray! Yeah. <laughs> Get shit started. State of origin joke, folks. <laughs> um, so, would you normally, so you wouldn't stand in a pub? I think I might stand. Have you ever been in a, like an RSL when the, there's a six o'clock, they do the last Yeah, post? yeah. And that's fair enough. Yeah. No, don't, you, you can't tell me that you've just stood up for a final anthem in a pub. I'm trying to think. I probably wouldn't have. Yeah, for that very traditional thing. You know, that traditional thing goes back to about 1984. Yeah, of standing uh, in the pubs. At, yeah. I stand wherever. Whenever Tra- I hear the national anthem, Tradition I stand. is in the eye if of I, the beholder. If I'm in the car on the freeway, I'm hazards on in the lane. doesn't matter which lane. I'm pulling over. I'm getting out. I'm standing. <laughs> like, I, I respect our flag. Unlike you, you fucking left. So, uh, so do you want to hang shit on Hawthorne for a bit more? I wouldn't mind. Yeah, go for your can life. I just Can I just ask now, obviously, um, you, you went down. You only went down by five goals to a rampaging Melbourne. We should, we'll get to Melbourne in a second, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, but, man. Um, we got back to two goals, though. It was, oh, shit. Could it happen? Apparently... Apparently, Ruffy was yelling out, you've blown it, you blokes are choking. You're Fuck, choking. Man. Uh, they went right back the other end and they fucking kicked a goal. And there was that, oh, Gunston hitting the post. There was a lot of posts. There was, yeah, there was a lot of misses. Uh, but full credit to Melbourne, full credit, full credit to the boys. Get around them, get around them. Yep. But, uh, man, when we got back to two goals, it was like, oh, can I dream? Can I dream? Yeah, I, I felt ill at that stage as well because I was yeah. like, don't fuck, don't do this to me. I don't want to go back to hospital. I don't. <laughs> so uh, just quickly, um, now I don't know whether they sent a letter to the members explaining, you know, what happened on Friday night, just uh, break it down in detail, but you might be able to help me here. Um, so some of the players that were out there, Ryan Shum, Shumakers, was he was he benched for disciplinary reasons <laughs> for three quarters? Is that what I, because I didn't see him. He kicked out early goal. Yeah. And then we didn't see him for he got ages. a couple, I think. Yeah, look, Showy, look, Showy is uh, he? He looks good on the field, but let's face mm. it, it's been a decade of Showy, and um, he's maybe played three good games, and one of them okay. was in the grand final. Connor Nash, uh-huh. did he did he return to Ireland during the game? <laughs> I'm just curious. I, I'm asking these these are genuine questions. No, to no, you, he decided at halftime he wanted to go back and win a, win a flag with uh, County Kerry, and so uh-huh. he headed back. All right. Uh, James Frawley. Now, did he have – did he injure both ankles, which stopped him from kicking at an AFL standard? Is that what happened <laughs> to James Frawley? Because he tried to transfer the ball a couple of times and just kicked it straight to – or did he just have a brain fade and thought, I'm still playing for Melbourne? Is that what happened with James Frawley? No, he had the words of his uh, beloved uh, family member, and he kept on saying, turn it up, turn it yep. up. And, turn it uh, over. And he, uh, no, he was trying to win the Golden Fist this weekend. <laughs> oh, oh, turn it over. 
Taylor Duray, um, did he file down the stops on his boots? Because he, he kept losing his feet, kept falling over. Is he okay? Does he got vertigo? Okay, are you going to go through every fucking player on the team? Ja- Jarman Impey, did he, was he <laughs> traded back to Port Adelaide during the game? I'm just asking these questions. Um, and Blake Hardwick, was he concussed and having to sit out the majority of the game? Is that what happened? Look, I'm just getting the highlights up from 2013, 14, 18, on, uh, 15 on YouTube. So I'll, uh, I'll work that out. Hey, Sean... Burgoyne, did he turn seventy five during the match? I was just a little bit worried for him. He looked, he looked really old and slow. <laughs> We've got one more year to come, mate. One more year to out come. There. Uh, James Warple, did his B sample come back positive during the game, and he had to sit out the rest of it through suspension? Is that what happened with? No, he's the, with... he's fine. He's the future, mate. Comes from a family of about seven, eight kids, I think. So he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Daniel Howe, is he just a shit player who got exposed on the big stage? Is that what happened there? Is that what happened to that cunt? I think that's the hardest you've gone on someone. <laughs> Fucking go D's. Do we, we want D's all the way now, don't we? Uh, for the story, I imagine, yeah. Like it's what, 54 years? Yeah. yeah. 1964 was the last flag. Oh, and I mean, like the Tigers last year, if like the D's make the grand final, they'd be coming out of the woodwork. And I mean like the older players. So, yeah, Nita Schwartz. Yeah, the Ox. They they had a lot of shots of uh, Nita during the coverage. Uh, yeah, did, the Ox they? would come out. Um, Straubs would come out. Surely. Yeah, Straubs. Oh, do I like it? Would you if they make Brian the Wilson, grand final? Simon Arshold, Rodney Grinter? I think everybody who fucked up in the eighty-seven prelim, <laughs> I think, will come out. <laughs> yeah. What about if the D's make the grand final? Do you get Russell Robertson, the man, the acoustic guitar playing Russell Robertson, mm-hmm. to do the post? Game entertainment. We fuck off Barnsley and Diesel because yeah, sure. he can play. He can play Barnsley and Diesel as well as any other song you need. Uh, I definitely reckon he'd be back on stage. I mean, that's actually a very interesting point, Adam. He brought up um, Barnsley and uh, they announced the grand final entertainment this week. Yes. Barnsley and Diesel. No, no, Barnsley and Black Eyed Peas. Oh no, but Barnsley's playing with Diesel. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, well, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. mate. I'm not, I'm not just bringing Diesel up for no reason. Oh, the sure, man, gotcha, gotcha. The man deserves his place on the big stage. What did he go with for a while? He went through the real name for a while, didn't he? Uh, Johnny. Um... Okay, I'm googling Diesel for the first time ever. Hang on, I'm gonna try and I want to try and guess this. His name was John Mark Lazot. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Yeah. What I is this the time to get taxi ride out of retirement? Fuck. <laughs> um, John Diesel uh, is it, used oh, to yeah. be married to Rebecca Gibney, if I'm correct. Is that correct? Come on, internet, work for me. Here we go, Diesel, musician. Uh, Johnny Diesel and the Injectors, am I right? Yeah, that's what he first started out as, yeah. Yes, born Mark Lizot. Yeah, okay, gotcha. But wow, yeah, that's... You know how sad I am that I know that? That that came back to me. Of all the things I forget during my life. Well, fuck, man. I'm the guy guy who said, wasn't he married to Rebecca Gibney? So (laughs) I think think we're about equal. Uh, There's a lot of tragedy going on there. What's your take on the Black Eyed Peas? Because they're Fergie-less. Oh, really? Well, that's not not the Black Eyed Peas to me. I mean, I am a traditionalist. That is And if there's no Fergie, then they're no longer the Black Eyed Peas. I think if you're a traditional traditionalist, they were... Pre Fergie, they were just the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, okay. she came on board. She was a late inclusion. Yeah, shit. Uh, Will I am out? General soreness in <laughs> <laughs> Fergie. Yeah. So what, what what's your take on them? Because it's going to be more of a DJ set. I would have thought. Is that uh, is that what uh, we want on the big yeah, day? But, you, but surely, will you like, stand? Will you stand for every song they play? 
<laughs> yeah, but also hand over my heart. Uh, but also, yeah. um, you, you begin to think about the machinations of, okay, Richmond, if they win it, yeah. when, does, when does Jack get up with, I imagine, Barnsley? Like, he's not going to get up with the Black Eyed Peas. Well, no, up. they're pre-game. They're pre-game. So, yeah, it'll be Barnsley. He's got to get up with Barnsley. Like, when does, when does Jack say, hand me the mic? I'm going working class man. Hmm. I, I wouldn't have said ain't no mountain high enough. I don't think that's where he, where he does it. I don't think it's any of the ballads he did with tin lids. F- flame trees, maybe? You think there'll be a bit of cold chisel, do you? Mm, yeah, but I, I'm agree. Working, like, working class man was single. Like, Barnsley's single. Hmm. Oh, sorry, I I'm, I'm, not, I'm not massive on uh, on Jimmy Barnes. I was not a big Cold Chisel uh, fan, but I, I wondered. Uh, does I'm assuming Barnsley does do Cold Chisel stuff when he's by himself? Like, Surely. does Mark Lazite know how to play all that stuff? Is that is that in his repertoire? That's what I worry. I don't want to stretch. I don't want to stretch Diesel on the big day. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> like, did they did they say to Diesel in May? Hey, buddy, you're going to be up there with Barnsley, and he's like, oh fuck, all right, I'm onto it. But if they sprung it on him. In the last couple of weeks. What's the one with John Farnham? Something wrong with my baby? Yeah, something that... wrong with me? Yeah. So what if what if what if they turn the lights down on the MCG and then Barnsley kind of took up a chair and he says, I'm gonna get real with you right now. And Does then, Jack Rewalt play John Farnham's role? And then they bring in bring in Jack. Mm. And he uh and they just lay out a bit of uh, a something ballad. is wrong with my baby. A power ballad. Yeah. Something is wrong with me. That's been a long time since I heard that song. I'm, I'm typing it into the YouTube right now. So anyway. Sounds, anyway. It, it does sound like it's your karaoke song. You were hitting <laughs> some, not, you were hitting some uh, pleasant notes in there, buddy. Mate, they don't hand out the role of Ongerar in your 12 production of Lay Mist to fucking nobodies. Now, I... <laughs> don't, don't, they. don't they. Live show. Live show, Adam. Post-grand final with Will Anderson, Charlie Clawson, Two Guys, One Cup, Junk Time Crossover, 4pm at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets are going off the fucking charts at trybooking.com. Get your tickets. 20 bucks, a fucking lobster. Show up. We'll most likely have a special guest. We don't know who that is. That with the people in the grand final yet, not yet found out. But yes. come on down, and tickets are actually and and usually when people say tickets are going quick, like they're talking bullshit, but they're generally going quick. I'm talking. Yes, that's real we're, talk. That's real yeah, junk time talk. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good call. We're over halfway sold. So uh, if you're umming and ahhing, if you're waiting on friends, just get in, buy your own tickets, and you know your friends can uh, fuck right off. Hey, you know what was enjoyable about uh, Friday night as well was ha- watching. Jordan Lewis get a free kick Hawthorne paid against him. Uh, yeah, below the knees. Yeah, there was two bullshit below the knees calls where the player was going for the ball and the Hawthorne player came in late and then the Hawks got the free kick. Yeah, sure. I think there was one on Brayshaw. Th- no. Bray- Bray- yeah, Brayshaw and Burgoyne, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. To me, that was, a, that was a low dog act of someone trying to take out a knee. Of a man with a helmet deliberately... <laughs> Going for someone's knee—is that what he does? People weren't too thrilled about it, but yeah, I don't know that rule. I don't know who, man, who knows, man. Like, it's kind of like um, they kind of pick and choose when they want to pay it, don't they? Well, it's just—it's just very strange. Like, I understand Gary Rowan had his leg snapped in seventy-five pieces by that low dog Lindsay Thomas, but he slid in, turned his back, and broke his leg. Like, going for the ball, you're probably less likely to break someone's leg. Yeah, I sure. just—I I think it's just they're being. Overzealous, not zealous. Overzealous. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, like if there was if there was zeal about it, I'd be okay. But it's always overzealous. Has that rule filtered down to local footy and the like, or junior footy even? 
Like when an AFL rule comes in, do they then bring it into, say, amateur football and the VAFA? Like if I you know, went back to St. Mary's, the Legions, where mm. I, I mean, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but probably won best first year player in 1999. I mean, <laughs> you keep on bringing yeah. it up, Adam. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I really do. That's because you were playing with the biggest bunch of uh, hacks you've ever seen. Oh, D4. I mean, that's another way of saying G, but, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> <laughs> but do they bring in like a third man up rule back then in there? That's a really good question because what if, say, you're a mature age player, you're playing in the ammos, they don't have those rules, and all of a sudden you get drafted to an AFL club and then you, you know, you're at the MCG, big game, and fucking bang, you're third man up. They pay it free and you're like, what? Man, I, was <laughs> playing for, I was playing for the old boys last year. We could do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. And they're freaking out going, fuck, people are drinking in the crowd. They couldn't do that last year. <laughs> people are fucking, out. no one's parked their car near the fence. Yeah, this is this Fucking, is weird. The, the, we kick a goal. There's no beeping of the horn. Yeah, my old priest isn't standing <laughs> over on the wing watching me closely. Why is he in the showers now? This is getting weird. Okay. So, well, yes, I, I think they do transfer it down to the lower grade. So, I think if an 18-metre goal square comes in, I think that will be across the board in every league. Well, shall we talk about that now, the... Uh... The, the AFL Commission. So the, the, the suggestions, if you will, the strong suggestions for next year. Yeah, so the league's competition committee. I've got the, um, the thing up here on the ABC website. There are eight interpretations, including hot-button topics like holding the ball, ruck nominations, and the protected area. So the main ones were the 666. So, so there will be... So what that will mean is after the goal is there's starting positions, six players... Uh, in both in each 50 metre arc and then four players in the middle and two on the wing so you can't have a player coming off the back of the square meaning that you can't flood so yeah you can't start if it's a tight game you can't run two players directly straight back so everyone's got to start in a 50 metre arc although the one question I had on this and I haven't seen it talked about a lot of changes are made after goals you know players run off players run on Mm-hmm. What if you're in the middle of a transfer and you haven't got to your position yet? Oh, okay. So, so where, where should you hover? Yeah. Well, yeah. Does that mean you they won't bounce the ball until you get to that position? Does a free kick get paid against you? Or are they already normally made? Because players sprint straight off and then the other player runs straight on. Are they already back in the 50-meter arc by the time the ball is bounced generally anyway? That's a very good question, yeah. Because usually people now just kick a goal and they run off. Yes. And yes, you, go, just... you go fucking get off. And stay off. Yeah. Well, the other thing they were talking about, and uh, they were saying no runners until a goal has been kicked. Yep. And no, no, no water boys on the ground or water people on the ground um, until a goal has been kicked. Can I just say, as a Carlton supporter, we're going to have some massive <laughs> players. We didn't kick a fucking goal in a half against Frio. Our players are just going to be there going, oh, man, I'm parched here. I fucking, I ate three saladas before the game. This has really come back to haunt me. Fucking that, that, that dry wheat bix they ate. <laughs> yeah. I was in a wheat bix eating competition. That, that I won, by the way, that is really coming back to bite me. I do love it, though. Like, they talk about runners and water boys or whatever, and it's like, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like they, yeah. like. I mean, you know, uh, the reality is, like, TV ratings have gone down. Yes, there's a bit of a climb up talking. People are kind of complaining about the game. Yeah, and and the commission or whatever have just gone. You know what the problem is? You've been hot on it too. Can I say from the start <laughs> of junk time? 
<laughs> fucking runners. They're yeah. the problem. Yeah. Yeah, you have said time and every weekly. I hear you just go, have they got rid of the runners yet? Like, <laughs> dude, calm down, it's coming. They're just they're... like runners and water people. It's like, really? Like that's the problem? Like mm. it's like really we, we I mean we I mean, Adam, we can't live in reality too where a grand final is decided by a runner. Or by a water person. <laughs> by a water person. Because I remember in the 2009 grand final when Tomahawk hit the post yeah. and that detracted from the fact that a water person was inside 50. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and no, people it... talk about the post and Tom Hawkins cheating, but that, that wasn't what almost changed that game. Adam, have you watched the footage? It deflected off three runners. <laughs> it hit... And hit a water girl's ponytail on the way through. <laughs> no one fucking talks about that. You know, they're burying so, the lead. The, I, I think for me the big one is the 18-metre goal square. Yeah. I. You know what? I don't like the look of it. It looks ridiculous. Yeah, sure. And it's just not something I, I'm not sure we needed. The, the idea there being you can kick out to the, the fatter part of the ground and yeah. not be caught inside yeah. 50. But... You know what? We've got the ability to kick outside the fatter part of the ground, but they choose not to because it's inaccurate. They could barrel that every time if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I feel but it's a bit I of a risk. The same. I, I, I mean, having said that, rewind, what, 50 years, and they brought in the centre square. and there would have been diamond first up. And there, yeah, and there would have been people like me and you doing radio shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, wearing ye oldy hats. No, we would have yeah, had, had a little um, a card saying press in our hat. Yeah, exactly. And we're here going, what? I, I do not believe this is a, a benefit for the game. How Fucking can you hell. have a square around the centre circle? <laughs> this, my friends, is a, a charlatan of a game. There's an absolute travesty, travesty like when uh, Edward VIII abdicated the throne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, taking your calls. Call us on... <laughs> Zero three. <laughs> uh, yeah, call us on three two. That's it. That's our number. Our number again. Three two. <laughs> oh, this is like that time when bloody Hitler bloody ran all over Germany. You okay, can't fucking ever. okay, Mister uh, Mister Joffa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Trout from out of Melbourne. <laughs> I heard some hips on your phone call there, okay. Trout. Where are you calling Taking from? Taking a call. Catman from Geelong. <laughs> what do you have to say, good sir? How is the asbestos white paint going on your face, good man? <laughs> oh, you, sir, have just called thee a cunt. <laughs> Can I just say, uh, you know one thing that came out of uh, Friday night that I never realised we required so much is the chaos ball. Okay. Now, I don't know, if, were you listening to the commentary at the pub? Did, they Did have, have the up? commentary, yep. Um, that's when I was um, obviously uh, burning an Australian flag as the game was playing. Is, yeah. Mate, it's your right to do that. You know that. <laughs> you do that daily. But um, the overuse of the phrase fucking chaos was doing my head in. I did not notice that. And Dwayne, Ros- Dwayne Russell wasn't even commentating. Yeah, so he would have been the instigator of it, but the idea that Melbourne just hack the ball forward any way they can and create chaos, Michael. Yeah, gotcha. Which gotcha. Hawthorne, you guys are so clinical. Kick, mark, hold up, kick to the next point. You know, you know, incisively cut through the fucking defense. Melbourne, they didn't want to borrow that. They just fucking get out of there, chaos. I don't know what's happening. Take no, the ball right. forward. It's actually, chaos. I actually was there with a friend who hasn't watched a lot of football, and she did point out, she said, why does Hawthorne kick it about 20 metres when they could kick it long? And I said, the possession game. You've got to hold on to the ball. You said, 
Get the fuck out. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know Clarko's doctrine, I don't want you sitting with me. <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts on the 18-metre goal square? I never got that, Michael. Uh, no, not really much of a fan. Because I, I just think also with these rules, like it's the case of, um, yeah, okay, fine, bring in, the, bring in the new rules and then coaches will find a way around it. Yeah. Uh, and are we, I mean, I maybe don't give it like about a four-week trial in the VFL. <laughs> Maybe like put yeah, it. That's more than enough. Put it in another league for a year and see how we go. No, but they um, did it at training as well. And that extra ten meters, like for what average every what average kick is kind of into the pocket. They go to the fifty meter line like every now and then. Uh, so now you're going to sixty meters out. Yeah, so they can kind of hit the center square now if they really go long or you know up a bit further onto the wing. Yeah, yeah. And then brings questions into like uh when they mark the ball in the square. Mm. That's another question as well, Adam. Did they did Malcolm Blight think about that? Oh, so they're directly in front now from seventeen metres out. Yeah. Could change everything. That could cost you know where that could cost you? In the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> that could change the game. Also too, if they do bring that into lower leagues. An 18-metre goal square is really going to take up a massive chunk of a ground. Well, I go and watch my nephew play. Like, if he, you know, under, what, 12s? And, uh, yeah. gee, half of them could kick 18 metres. So, like, they get a goal and mark in the square, and they're like, oh, I'm sweet here. Yeah, and then I'm the umpire <laughs> pushes them back to, like, the 20-metre mark, and they're like, no, nah, mate, this, is, this isn't how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to put this over the top. Yeah, I can, I can barrel this through. Because a lot of grounds have like 40-metre arcs rather than 50s. Cause yeah, it's just not that's that, true. That yeah, large. they're not that big, yeah. Yeah, so they'll be kicking to centre-half board. It's, it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be brought in. And, uh, and also, it's not a goal square anymore. And I think that will confuse young children who are looking at it going, I thought a square was four equal sides, and I'm looking at that. And... Yeah, sure. It's a goal oblong now. Yeah, like, I, it truly is I was an oblong. All for, I was all for the goal rhombus. Didn't have an issue <laughs> with that. But if they're going to do this shit... You know, a parallelogram perhaps, but not, not this. Maybe that's the question. It's not the it's not the length of the square. It's like the shape. So we get yeah. a, like an isosceles triangle in there. That's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> if you can run up upside down, so the pointy end is at the goal line, and then it goes right out, so you can run to the pocket. That would change things up. But yeah, and every every game you change the angle. So like the point is on like left on the right, and the fullback is like, oh shit, what's going on? I can't, I can't handle this. I got to think. Got to think about it. I love that. Or the goal octagon. And also what happens in the octagon stays in the octagon. Yes, that's true. It's an actual octagon that you have to climb into. <laughs> so, okay, so Melbourne are playing West Coast over in Perth on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Who's your tip? Ah, uh, fuck, man. Eagles are going to be hard over there. Surely. I mean, I, I, I do love the idea of Melbourne win the whole thing. but Absolutely. Fuck, man. 60,000... Um, Eagles fans. Well, sorry, I tell a lie. Like, there'll be, you know, 10, 15 Melbourne. Um, but, yeah, and they've had a good run. And, and Eagles are a good team. Like, they're, they're, the Tigers and Eagles have been the top two all the year, haven't they? Like, they haven't come, uh, yeah. they have, they haven't come from nowhere. No. And I think uh, with Jack Darling and Josh Kennedy up and about, it, they're, they're going to be hard to stop because that's the one knock on Melbourne is their um, defensive setup is a little bit, you know, a little bit wonky without Jake Lever back there, but... Um, yeah, sure. And they, they also have to kind of take cheap shots below the knees, trying to ruin careers of legends of the game. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way they play, mate. That's the way they play. I'm going to... I think, that, I think him, that's I think that's on the wall in the Melbourne rooms. It's like, oh, yeah, take cheap low. shots at yeah. legends of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go, go low and ruin. 
but in but in Latin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they were saying that the tickets over to WA return are up to two and a half grand now. Yeah, sure. I thought about that because I actually booked flights back to Melbourne for Grand Final Week just last night, and I got them pretty cheap. And I was thinking. If you were a fan from the Eagles, you would probably just kind of hope maybe about two, three weeks to go and just go, I'll just take a punt. And even if I need to drop about 400 bucks, I might just give it a go now by the fact that they are going to go through the roof if they make it. All right. So I'm just checking for tickets now. Get on the uh, So this is flying out Friday. Oh, hang on. Why the fucking date's so late? Sorry. It just gave me October. I don't want to go in October. Oh, but so they'd, they'd, they'd be cheap in October. You can come watch, no, very, you can watch know, an, empty, an empty G. <laughs> empty off watch, the stadium. Come and watch the Big Bash. Okay, so a round trip is only... It's about 1500 bucks. Fuck, for grand final week? No, no, for prelim. Oh, shit. To go, to go from Melbourne to Perth and, re- and back. Yeah, gotcha. If you do it out further enough, you can probably get about for about 400 500 if you, yeah, plan ahead. But, yeah, obviously, if you, you know, just one on Friday, you're not. And then ticket on top of that and accommodation and a coffee in Perth. Mate, some tickets, okay. So if you want to leave at, uh, say, 12.40 on Friday afternoon, it's setting you back three and a half grand. So you know what I oh, love? shit. Is that Qantas are just, they're doing it for the Australian people. <laughs> they're they're sold of the what? earth, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're not gouging. That's their normal price. If you look. It just happens to be every super every weekend at at what five forty on a on a on a Friday, on a Friday afternoon. afternoon. Yeah, those flights. It's are always three and a half grand. <laughs> now I tell you what, Alan Joyce is doing a fantastic job. Yeah. <laughs> he came out in support of uh, same sex marriage and good on him. And he said, "You know what else we're going to support? Yep. We're going to support fucking over football supporters. <laughs> That's what we do. Same sex marriage, all for it." Fucking over football supporters, we're behind that as well. But by the fact of that, like we're going to get the thing, and if 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 Eagles do make the final, like the um, the the, the story is about. Well, yeah, Craig Quarterman, guest of the show, um, probably in about round three or four. If you want to look back in the archives, he yeah. talked about catching the bus over for the twenty fifteen grand final. But then also in the week of the grand final, if the Eagles do make it, we're going to hear the stories about people like I think, I think it was twenty fifteen. Where like Eagles fans were going like via Thailand. And via New Zealand and getting kind of a flight yeah. back in. Anyway, they could. Anyway, I, I mean, I mean, flights can be pretty tough, Adam. Um, you know, catching the bus is uh, pretty tough over three days from Perth, but it's uh, a better than Tiger. Yeah, there you go. Tiger's a very, it's very a poor very airline. Rich. It's a, it's it not a good airline. It is. If you've, fl- if you've flown it, you're pathetic. That's, that's what we're getting at. It's, uh, it's low rent. Uh, it's no frills. It's, the food's shit. Uh, if it flies at all. I mean, sometimes it doesn't even take off. I mean, fuck, you know, it's, it's a bad airline. <laughs> so we are live show, trybooking.com. Check it out. Uh, tickets are going fast. Also, yes, there's another also, final. And just quickly, uh, we've almost sold out. Tickets have gone up to three and a half thousand. Yeah, sure. Tickets. So, <laughs> so you might want to get on getting quickly. Yeah, sure. The show is in Melbourne, but you might have to catch a flight to <laughs> Thailand yeah. to get yeah. there. Absolutely. Okay, second final: Giants Pies. Great game. Pretty intense. Low, low scoring, but uh, yeah, it was. Hey, fucking Collingwood were very, very good. They should have been so far in front in the first quarter. If you're a Collingwood fan, you'd be they were like... They all on top, weren't they? 
It's like GWS didn't even start. Yeah, like, like they were so bad it at was, the start of that game. It was like your mama. It was like all over them. <laughs> yes, it was exactly like that. <laughs> they, it was like Israel Folau was out there running around just going, I don't know what's going on. Fuck, what is man. happening in this game? Fuck, man. Imagine that narrative, though. Like, if he hung around and actually got good at football, it'd be like, wow. And do you think he'd get on... If he got a medal, like he got on the stage and he got the medal and put around his neck and he just went, all guys are going to hell. It's not as heartwarming. I mean, Alan Scott, you were wrong. He's kind of up there. And yeah, I'd like yeah. to get I'd like to get Bob Murphy up here is the lovely thing. Yeah, but yeah, we've, easy, we've waited seventy two years. Yeah, easy just getting up there and going, everyone, you're gonna burn in hell. <laughs> the whole crowd going, yeah, great. Right, well, woo, is he? <laughs> yeah, well done, East, mate. So yeah, it was uh, it was a ridiculous start by GWS, and they they did hit the front in the third quarter, but then they just couldn't. Uh, just couldn't keep it going. And then the Pies got a few early in the last, and um, yeah, they couldn't yeah, get it back. They really got a roll on. Is, yeah, GWS, uh, do, is it time now? They've made two prelims in a row. Wait They've a second, wait a second. Time. Is this a question without notice? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I was back, actually about to ask you the same question, without okay. notice. Is it time for GWS to fold? <laughs> well, that wasn't quite my question. No. Okay, okay, I was just curious. I thought they windowed, has their window uh, disappeared? Oh, is the premiership window shut? Yeah. They did have a lot of outs this year. They did, and they they severely missed Josh Kelly in this uh, game. They missed Toby Green's chest-kicking ability. I mean, the the AFL hobbled him. When when they take away the man's ability to kick somebody in the face... That was remarkable last week when he did that about three times. That was incredible. Yeah, but that's what his game is built on, and the AFL said can't do that anymore. You can't can't do that midstream. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. The man has based his whole career of kicking people in the chest and the arm and the face, and he was unable to do that. But has the window shut, Adam? Has the window shut? I'm going to say it has for a little while. I think they will go down to the lower rungs of the eight, as they did this year. Uh, they just need better um, better sports people up there. I just don't think, you know, they're doing knees. There's a lot of, a lot of soft tissue injuries up there. I'm not sure if Breakfast Point is a fun place to be. I mean, the fact that it's on a 30th floor and they have no lifts, I think it's starting to cost them. They're just not thinking about it up there. But, uh, all right, Ken Collingwood beat the Pies. That is, this week in Melbourne is going to be the fucking hugest thing. It's be fucking mental. Yeah. On It'd be Earth. mental. It'd be mental. So you got Richmond with 100,000 members. The yeah. Pies are probably, would they be second in terms of support? Uh, I th- think so. Maybe, I hate to put my Hawthorne hat on, but maybe Hawthorne might okay, be ahead no. of them. No, no, I'll take that on board. I mean, I really, I really like to put my Hawthorne hat on. Adam. I know, I know. I can't believe you've even got one. <laughs> I very rarely bring them up. Yeah. Um, but I think Hawthorne might be ahead of them, but Pi is definitely up there. Um, fuck, man. The only more thing tantalising about this clash mm. is come Monday or Tuesday morning when you can watch the news and you can watch on both, uh, both sides, Richmond and Collingwood, yeah. members yeah. going... I've gone to 25 games this year <laughs> and I didn't get a ticket. Oh, yeah. That's that's the good stuff right there. <laughs> that's the good stuff. What do you reckon the people at Ticket Tech are saying right now? They go, mate, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The website's fine. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, it crashes when people are trying to get a couple of matinee tickets to the Lion King. Yeah, sure. But we are sure that 90,000 people, no, 200,000 people jumping on board on Monday morning. Yeah, sure. We'll be able to cover that. It'll be fine. The internet will die come Monday or Tuesday morning whenever the tickets get sold. I don't care anymore. (laughs) But, dude, it's going to be fucking massive. Like, I actually would love to come down and see it. Um, uh, Like, could it even be that they would do live sites? For the two clubs for a prelim, which I don't that, think has ever been done before. I, I reckon they might have done it for the doggies in 2016. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, sure, oh, sure. But uh, yeah, but I reckon that is a really great call because if Richmond have 100,000 supporters, they're not all going, so yep. they're going to want to go somewhere. And yep. Collingwood, you would, you would want to watch it somewhere. If you're a Collingwood supporter, you would want to, like maybe, would they do it at Vic Park? Would they do it at Fed Square? Do you want that many Collingwood supporters around the city? In the one city? spot? Do you, yeah. um, or maybe it's a good thing. And the cops can be like, okay, we a lot yeah, of people. Come down. Yeah, come down with warrants. Okay, you come down. Yeah, come down. No, give your full name at the door. <laughs> <laughs> Show ID. <laughs> yeah, why we take your fingerprints? We do that with all live, live events. <laughs> no, no, there's a lot of security. <laughs> a lot of, for your safety. For your safety. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We'll open up the doors later. That's yeah, fine. sure, sure. No, there's a lot of divvy vans out the front. Like, no, we yeah. just want to make sure everyone's safe, everyone's secure. What's that? Okay, <laughs> here we go. Two birds with one stone. Why don't you just have a live site at Bow and Prison? <laughs> or have it for both of them. Like, fill them out like at another stadium. Like, have mm. Richmond and Collingwood all in the one place. At Etihad. At Etihad. Marvel, oh, Marvel Stadium, Marvel, my friend. Marvel, yeah. at Marvel, yeah. Bloody fuck, hell. I haven't said it yet. Bloody <laughs> hell. It's been 15 days. I've forgotten. <laughs> So the can pies? can they win? Can they win? Um, they can. They definitely can. They definitely can. And also in Melbourne, so that's a big deal. Mm. And Richmond aren't unbeatable. Uh, well, no, Ge- Geelong can beat them. There, I I go with Tigers by the fact that the week off they have been the best team all year. Um, and do I want Collingwood to make the grand final? I'll take Richmond. I'll take Richmond. Yeah. See, the thing about that is the idea that. Uh, if I was guaranteed Collingwood would make the grand final and lose, yeah, then gotcha. I'd be happy if they won this week. But I need the Tigers. I need this fucking dream to end. I yeah, can't sure, have Collingwood sure. in a grand final. And I think it's the first time since about 1980, maybe. It might have been the grand final in 1980 that they um have playing in a final together. Yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're right on that. So it's going to be huge in Melbourne this week, and I'm really looking forward to it. And, and uh, Collingwood this season, like they were in disarray last year. Yeah, yeah, um, but. But they've come back... And united themselves on the back of the Metallica song that they play before a game. Nothing else matters. Yeah, so they basically their motto this season has been "Nothing else matters but us," which is not the song. So don't fuck with that. And also, very disappointed. Like I grew up as a huge Metallica fan. Nothing else matters is one of the worst Metallica songs out there. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, do you feel like Metallica went a bit soft in that song? Oh, massively. That was their first ever ballad. Yeah, it gotcha. Was, yeah, sure, it was sure. Lambasted at the time. Yeah, sure, by sure. Die, by diehards, and now we, it's been we, picked up. And we all know, like, if you're gonna have a ballad, you got to have it. Got to go for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be about an eight-minute solo from Slash. Yeah. And in the film clip, you need to be filmed from a helicopter in the desert, and yeah, in front of a church, and there's it's got just to, in the middle of nowhere. There's got to be a snake. Yes, oh, mate, many, 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 many states and a, we- and a wedding for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they go off a clip, Cliff, Thurman Louis style. And you play that before the, ho- the whole entire song before the game. So the players are standing there just getting pumped up with all 11 minutes of November rain <laughs> pumping out. 
Uh, so yeah, so they've talked about that, that being the motivation. So it came from a bit from the um, a reflection of the Port Adelaide Never Tear Us Apart. Yeah. So now they play Nothing Else Matters before a Collingwood game. So do you think that... Collingwood home game. Home game, yes. Do you think that will become a thing now of almost all teams to want to get a song that unites their their members? No, you're right. Yeah, no, Carlton have announced... I don't know if you've seen this, but they're going to play... Have they? They're going to play the Benny Hill theme before uh, every game. Oh! I love you. <laughs> okay, we didn't get the answer. Can can Pies win? Pies can definitely win. They ran Collingwood. Uh, sorry, they ran Richmond right to the edge last time. It just needs a team to compete with Richmond in the last quarter. Everyone yeah, okay. goes. Teams seem to go with them to three quarter time, and then Richmond dominate. Yep. But I, I think for the good of footy, we need a Richmond Melbourne grand final. That would be cool. That would be cool. It would be amazing because everyone then would expect. The Melbourne victory because of, you know, what happened in 2016, what happened last year. They expect that it's just going to be the natural progression. And then the heartbroken Melbourne fans in the stands bawling their eyes out on grand final day. You know, there's a lot of positives that come out of it with the Richmond back-to-back over Melbourne. Hey, what do you reckon about this? Uh, Stewie Jew reckons that Gold Coast, Gold Coast players, and probably footballers in general, should be 12-month footballers and have a strict approach to their off-season habits. So, essentially, so basically... Like, they get their time off, but they yep. he wants them to be footballers all year round, like any any common worker in a common job. Adam, oh, but they even they get uh, three or four weeks off to go to Bali and fucking refresh. I think they get about six and seven. Like it's not actually not that long. Oh no, I was saying the common the common worker. Oh, the common worker. The common worker. The, the common worker. The the ones very much below us. They're not doing very well at all. The common worker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the footballers... Yeah, so basically what he's saying is, okay, you get your holidays, but I want you guys to come back red hot, fitter... You know what? You know what I, You know what he wants to see, Michael? He wants about, to see them to be as fit as they've ever been. I, I think the words were, I want you to come back flying. Flying. He wants everyone, everyone to come back flying. Even if you've been in for surgery, you've got to come back. He wants PBs. The day, the day... You know, he wants skin folds. Lowest they've ever been. He wants personal bests in their time trials. I don't know where they run it around the Gold Coast. Maybe, you know, during schoolies week, they just bolt down Cavill Avenue. Yeah, sure. how quickly you yeah, can get sure. down there without getting any GBH in your system. <laughs> You're running away from cops. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, maybe do it high on MDMA. Whatever they do up at the Gold Coast. I don't know how they run their pre-seasons, but he wants the footballers to be 12 months a year. Here we go. They get an eight-week break. So from round 23 or whatever. They've got Seems eight like weeks. a long break. It's a fair. It's a fair while. You kind of get bored during eight weeks, wouldn't you? Well, they've got a pretty boring lifestyle as it is. Like, what do footballers do? Like, a lot of them have taken up Fortnite because they just don't have anything to do during the day. Well, a lot of them take up Fortnite by the fact they're eighteen, and that's what they do. Yeah, what are they just wasting all your money gambling? Yeah, chuck it. Yeah, going to the TAB in the afternoon. Getting on the punt. Just throwing it down. Winning money. Winning, just, doubling your money. Just going. I'll be fine. Yeah. Buy a house with cash. <laughs> uh, so you hear different stories around the league One or two players from each club that decide in the break They're going to prepare well to have a crack at pre-season Changes their career Gave the example of uh, Max Gorn and Clayton Oliver A friend of the beep mm. test uh, As prime examples They both knuckled down, lost a lot of weight, got fit Fitter than they've ever been Fittest they've ever been Fitter they've ever been, yeah 
So Max Gorn went to New York and did it. He lost eight kilos while he was over there. He just went, uh, you know, jogging and keeping himself fit over there. Basically, all he's saying is just don't get on the piss every day and come back fat. Sure. Can we do some fat shaming jokes for a little bit? Absolutely. Do you find it a bit rich that Stuart Jew, of all people, (laughs) (laughs) is saying come back fitter than you've ever been? Really, Stuart? You know what? If he lost... If he drops that first 60 kilos <laughs> and gets to his PB... Really, Stuart Jew? Gets... That there, there, is, there is a YouTube clip on YouTube that I have witnessed with my own eyes, and it is Stuart Jew's highlights in the 2008 Grand Final, while uh, Weirdo Yankovic's I'm Fat plays over the top of it. <laughs> you know how difficult it is to look chunky <laughs> in a jumper with vertical stripes? <laughs> If he played, if he played for, for Geelong, Geelong, fuck man, and they play, they wore white shorts. Yeah, exactly. You just be like, oh god, oh god, what there. Oh shit, what happened? There's a side screen on the ground. <laughs> okay, okay. End of fat shaming. Uh, good on you. What about uh, one man who's leaving the Gold Coast Sun, so he doesn't have to worry about his skin folds? Michael Barlow. Dude, that sounds horrible. Has ended his career. Now, he went through some shit during his playing days. He broke his leg when he was at Frio. But That's right. uh, when, he, yeah. when he was at the Golding, he broke his jaw. And so he went in for surgery and expected he'd had a broken jaw previously. And he expected it to be out for a week, perhaps. But he came out and he got nerve damage following the surgery. He said, I came out of the surgery and I couldn't blink my eye for six or eight weeks. I could not literally close my right eye. So I'd have to tape it down for bed. He had to tape his fucking eyes shut to go to sleep. Okay, so when... Okay, well, I'm going to pull him up. Um, for okay. six or eight weeks, mm. I could not close my right eye. He didn't need Couldn't to put... Close it. He didn't need to put literally in there. Like, the, the, the fact is, <laughs> I could not close my eye. Like... is not a metaphor. Who goes, I could... I, I literally couldn't close my eye. Like, no, you, you, just, you could not close your eye. Like, it's... It's pretty basic, mate. <laughs> That's okay. Words are my tools, uh, but that is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing that you had to so fucking shut your fucking eye with fucking tape or whatever. Yeah. So even during the day, so he's just fucking staring at you with one eye that would be as dry as all fuck because oh, you know how when you blink, so you just get a little bit of lubrication on your eyeball. But but old, isn't... old bung eye Barlow's fucking just staring at you the he's... whole day. You're like, mate, he's fucking freaking me he's out. He's fucking doing Clockwork Orange 24 hours yeah, a day. Yeah, exactly, with one eye. But isn't the idea that like you do have to? I mean, I'm, he tapes it down, but like, isn't the idea mm. that you do have to blink your eye to, or it goes, it you go blind? Like, don't you have to literally lubricate your eye? Well, yeah, I, I wait. so maybe he's just feeding drops into it the whole time. Like, he he literally doesn't tell us what the uh, repercussions of wait a having second. an open eye. Are you, are you literally telling me right now yeah, yeah. that Michael Barlow literally didn't give us the full information of what literally happened to him? Yeah. It, I, it, you know what? It's surreal. <laughs> but that is literally what is going on here. Hey, should we do a couple of footballers in real life? I'd love to hear that. I've got one here. Uh, from Seb. Uh, g'day, guys. Got a commentary. A uh, commentator in real life for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as some form of sick punishment to myself, I went to the round 23 Saturday night Carlton Adelaide game at Etihad. I could have gone to that and I chose not to. Love I'm you smarter than Seb. Uh, before the game, I decided to get some noodles from the shop outside the gate. And while I'm mm. waiting for my order, 
to be ready. In walks Fox footy commentator Anthony Hutto Hudson, mm-hmm. looking for some energy food before calling the game. Is it kind of interesting? Like uh, pre-game, Hutto gets the noodles. Carb loading. Hutto has his phone out and has been sent down with noodle orders for the entire team. Wait a oh, second. Okay. Good on Hutto. They're nominated, man. Bloody hell. After a moment, I realise that he is in a longer than usual discussion with the woman at the counter mm. as there was something wrong with his order. Hutto right. then jumps on the phone and a few seconds later, in walks former Brisbane great and co-commentator Jonathan Brown to rectify the situation. Shit, man. This uh, is big. If Brownie's getting called in. It's gotten heated, yeah. Mm. Uh, it turns out that Brownie has ordered the chef special. The only <laughs> problem being there's no chef special on the menu. That leads me to believe that Brownie goes into every restaurant and sight unseen orders the chef special, <laughs> which can only be described as the ultimate power move. But I can fucking see that happening too. Just walking in any pub, the uh, chef special. And imagine you see Brownie and you're the chef. You're like, oh, fuck, what do I make? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, what's special? Put it all in. Just put it all there. <laughs> After consulting the menu, Brownie, Brownie is able to fix up his order. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could just hope the noodles gave them enough energy to get through Carlton being relentlessly flogged. I love that bit at the end right there. That's really great. Thank you, Seb. Adam, how do you feel about that? Uh, I am. I just am happy that our commentators are nourished and nourished properly. Like, and they, that is all it was, that's all I'm worried about. And Seb did take a couple of uh, photos surreptitiously of Hutto and then Hutto and Brownie, which which I, I like, but I won't encourage. Oh, uh, I, I, to all the jump uh, timers out there. No, I am against that. I say back up your stories with uh, vision, with um, uh, you know, photos, with um, video, with audio. Do whatever you have to, junk timers. We believe you, but if you can back it up with yeah, sure. photos in real life, sure. It's like that. It's like well, like we said to that girl who met the uh, who met Swanee in that bar. We said, yeah, no, yeah, back exactly. up, back it up with photos. Back it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need him. As a, was Brownie nude with an erection in that one? <laughs> Here we go from uh, Robin. Uh, on Sunday at the semi-final in the SA NFL at Adelaide, in brackets, I'm doing very well. We do mm. not doubt. The one Daniel Talia came and sat in the seat in front of me. He was wearing a fancy white knitted sweater and stylish jeans with swish round sunglasses. Wow, a white-knitted sweater. Someone's doing all right. I didn't recognize him until my wife pointed him out and initially thought she was pointing out some fashionable knob. His left <laughs> wrist was in plaster from reconstructive surgery. He had before the Carlton game. He took a video of his brother Michael during the warm-ups in brackets, placed with Norwood, and sent it off on Snapchat. Ah, the kids these days. Oh, it, if it's not clear if Michael had previous old... Daniel Norwood's game plan or not? Oh, that's right. Yeah, gotcha. It's not. Ah, oh, yeah, say that. Say that sentence again. Yeah, sure. It's not clear you, if Mike. Ran... It's not clear if Michael had previously told Daniel Norwood's game plan or not. Wow, that takes me back, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cost him. Cost him his AFL career, basically. On a historical note, at the start of the year, I saw Matt Crouch and big-bodied midfielder Cam Ellis Yeoman having lunch with former crow Daniel uh, Janish in a bakery in Adelaide Hills. They had salad rollers and a bottle of water while Janish looked like he smashed a pie. They were in tracksuits, so probably doing a school clinic somewhere. So basically, the uh, Michael Talia story was that the Adelaide Crows knew of someone playing forward for the Doggies, and mm. they said that uh, Michael Talia had told his brother, who then informed the Adelaide Crows coaching group. And oh. then Michael Talia never played for the Doggies again and then was sent to Sydney. 
off the back of your talk about catching a helicopter to the polo mm. last week, Adam. From Adam, of the people, you know? From That's how ja- we get around. From Jason. Mm. Uh, I was just listening to the latest episode and thought I would chip in on the Argentinian polo player. I worked at the World Polo Championships in Sydney last year, in which the Argentinian team was part of. I did meet and work with the team, and while I don't know which member it was that Gil put in a good word for, they were the ones who won the cup. Also, I'm the person who set the confetti when the Argentinians held up the cup. No Gatorade Pukaki, but close. Uh, I do know that Gil was in attendance. I didn't see him in the flesh. Oh, wow. Also, the owner of the polo club where it is held and the head of head organiser got done recently for headbutting a rival, <laughs> rival polo club owner. <laughs> That's what you want. It gets right and tumble in there. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, know, I know you think that we're elitists down there, but, oh, mate, if, uh, you know, because sometimes you got to, like, um, someone can just snatch your oysters, your freshly shucked oysters out of your hand. And when that happens, like, if the oyster guys run out of lemon or Tabasco, fuck, mate, the <laughs> shit that goes on <laughs> down there. Like, if they've only got soft cheese and you want a hard. Sure, sure. It can get difficult. Yeah, it really can. Like, if they've run out of Aperol for your spritz, Fuck, man. I've seen people kick off. Aperol? What the fuck is Aperol? Mate, you are fucking such a loser. <laughs> so, we're going to hit the road. Uh, trybooking.com for tickets to the live show. Day after the grand final, 4pm. Will Anderson, Charlie Clawson, and Junk Timer here. Uh, tickets at Trybooking. Yes. Have I said everything? I've said everything. Yeah. I think you have. And also, our merchandise will be available at the live show. But if you want to get it before that, because... If you want to get it for your grand final day celebrations today, uh, you know, this week is probably the last week you can get it to ensure that it's there for your grand final celebrations. So that is available at junktime.bigcartel.com. Uh, get your orders. If there's a bit of uh, confusion in there, I'll always email you and we can work it out. But uh, get those so you can be the envy of everyone on your grand final day celebrations. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go Tigers.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.